he cares about everything Amen. about you. He cares about everything that concerns you. Um, and uh, we want to look this morning. I, I think we've called this, you know, the Holy Spirit, your best friend or enjoying the Holy Spirit or something. Because I want to get into something this morning. And, 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 you know, this idea of who we are in Christ, this union with him and his spirit with us and, and, and him abiding in us and all, all that stuff. I, 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 I pray that we can we can see it this morning in a way that goes beyond maybe how we've seen it before. Maybe it goes beyond um, an idea that you're trying to talk yourself into or an idea that you're always trying to trying to remind yourself of an idea that's kind of foreign, but you're trying to trying to move into this. We want to want to show I want to show you how this thing works. I want to show you how your salvation works and really what really is going on here. What really is happening between the, in this relationship between God and man? And so um, as we get into this, I want to start by, first of all, by looking at the book of John chapter one. And uh, I want to spend the first few minutes explaining what really happens when the heart turns to the Lord. What really happens when you believe in Jesus and receive him? What really happens in the born again experience? What has really happened to make you a new, a new creation in Christ? And we want to see this as something that's more than a nice, pretty title. <laughs> I'm a new creation. But see how powerful, nuclear this thing, this thing really is. So. First of all, and so bear with me as I lay, lay this out, because the purpose of explaining this is to make this whole thing simple to us. So you can enjoy living with God every day and enjoy all the benefits that, of, of him being with you every day. Um, John chapter one, <clears throat> verse four, speaking of Jesus, right? In him was life. And the life was the light of men, the light of men. In him was light. Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to skip some verses here because I got a mouthful to say. But we're talking about Jesus. And of course, we know that it says in the beginning he was in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him without him. There's nothing made that 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 was made. And here in verse four, it says in him was life. And, 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 and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it or comprehends it not or does not attain it, does not, did not embrace it, did not get it. We go down to verse nine. He was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Now, that's a verse that I've kind of like uh, tripped over just a little bit and I thought, because there says something there that, that, that makes me think. And I've heard people that will use this verse to, to, to argue for something that um, I cannot embrace for, because of all other scriptures. But it does say that Jesus is that true light. And it does say that he gives that light to every man coming into the world or that comes into the world. So I'm thinking, so is every man that comes into the world... Do they have that light in them? Well, yes and no. <laughs> well, let's keep looking. Verse 12. But as many as received him, 
to them he gave the right or the power, privilege to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, let's look at um, some things that Paul said. This is one I like to quote a lot in Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. He says, the mystery, or that word is a secret, the mystery, the secret that has been hidden from the ages. That word hidden means covered or veiled. So there is a secret. There is a something that has been hidden, covered up. It's been veiled from the ages and from generations, but now has been unveiled or revealed to his saints. Saints are the believers. It's been revealed to the believers, to the saints, unveiled. There was something veiled, covered up, but it's been unveiled, revealed to his saints, the believers. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. He wanted to make known the riches, the riches, the riches. Now think about what we're going into this morning, what we're looking at. We're talking about riches here. I mean, real, real life, day-to-day life riches, wealth, abundance in life and abundance of life. We're talking about a salvation that is so great. We're talking about something, a relationship, something with God here that is so big, that is so wealthy, so abundant. The riches of the glory of this mystery, this secret, there's this secret and there's so much riches, wealth, abundance. There's such glory in this thing. We're not talking about Jesus coming, starting a new religion. We're talking about a glory, something revealed that has been hidden from all the ages. This secret, this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope, the hope of glory. Now watch this. So first he says in John, John says there's he has given this light to every man that comes into the world. And Paul says. There's a secret that's been hidden. It is that light. Or let me say, it's that, it's that Christ in you, because he's the light. John said he's that light that gives light to every man coming into the world. And Paul, Paul says that light, or Christ, in you is a mystery that's been veiled from, 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 from the ages, but it's a secret that's unveiled. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, get a picture with me as I read one more uh, verse here that Paul spoke uh, in uh, Galatians chapter 1. Verse 15. But when it pleased God. Now, this is Paul talking about his life and how he once you know, used to do all the things that he did, but he had a conversion, right? Verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace... To reveal his son in me. To unveil his son in me. Now, when you something that's unveiled or revealed or uncovered is not something that pops into existence there. It is something that is, has been there, but it becomes uncovered. Okay? So what he's saying is the son in me or Christ in me or the light that's in me that comes into every man. It was covered. It was veiled, he says, but he revealed, he unveiled Christ in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And I immediately did not confer with flesh and blood when this happened. Now, bear with me. Hang on. Go with me to 
Matthew 6. And as we look at Matthew 6, remember this picture, and I, I use it often. There is, we are a three-part man, spirit, soul, body, right? When you, when you, we have this picture of the tabernacle from the Old Testament that's referred to very, very often. It's that picture really, when you're talking about unveiling, we think of the tabernacle because the tabernacle had an outer court. It had an inner court, and so that would signify the outer court where I'm at here on the platform here may be the inner court. And then, of course, beyond the veil there was the Holy of Holies where God dwells, right? Where God dwells. That was that that picture that we had all the way from the days of Moses and on. We we, We had outer court, the body of man, the inner court, the soul, the heart, the inner man, and the Holy of Holies where God dwells, that place where light was given to man, but it was veiled, covered up, and it had been veiled ever since Adam and Eve, and man was lost. See, when a person gets born again and we receive Jesus into our heart, what really happens? Does, when, 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 you, when, you, when you receive Jesus, does Jesus jump off of a cloud and jump into your chest? No, he comes into your, your, your heart, your, your soul, Becomes alive. It becomes one with you. How does that happen? Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. He says right before that, he says, nevertheless, to this day, when Moses, which were the only scriptures they had in that day, uh, the Old Testament, or the law, excuse me, he's talking about the law. He says, when Moses is read, he said, a veil, it still lies upon their what? Their heart. So there's still a veil there. Now, so what that veil did, so go all the way back to Adam and Eve. And what happens is, is that we've got the tree of life and God is our life. And we've got the knowledge of good and evil, which is flesh and sensual knowledge. And I've talked about this before. And what happened was that man went the way of sensual knowledge, sensory knowledge. And so we, so we became led rather than the spirit of God, because those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. But rather than being led by the Spirit of God, we, became, began, we, we, we were led by our flesh, by ourself, by our natural senses, right? And so that's why man, to this day, lives according to the sensory realm. And what happens is, is he lives the soul. You, you've got a soul inside you. You've got this soul, which is really the human spirit. It's the, it's, 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 it would be what, if, if, if you would call it spirit, it would be the spirit of man. And it is spirit because it's not physical. But the soul in itself is not the Holy Spirit. The soul in itself is not Christ. It's you. It's, your, it's you, the, 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 living, the, the, the living being. And so what happens is, is you've got a, a, a brain that feeds information, interprets, that brain receives and interprets information, and you, you have a consciousness. Now, I'm not trying to get real too deep into all that kind of stuff, but, but, but I want you to know, and I'll show you why we, I want you to understand what happens in the new creation. What happens in this relationship? Here you are, a, 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 a soul. We turned away from him who is life. We, instead of eating of the tree of life, we chose that way. So this soul which is a consciousness. We are the observer of our thoughts. This is why 
you know, even psychology knows, they say we are the, we are the, we are a being that's amazing because we actually can have a consciousness and awareness that we're thinking. We can actually think that we are thinking and not just being instinctual. We have something else inside of us that God put in us that's, that's, that, that made us more uh, divine uh, in that sense. But without the life of God, without the knowledge of God, all we have is ourself, which is tied to our senses, our physical life, our physical being. And that's why ever since that time, mankind has made his life, mankind that hasn't known God, has made his life about this out here, about things. Remember, Jesus said, now you don't have to be anxious about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. So We made it about breathing every day. What's life really come down to when you really get down to it? It's having enough oxygen, enough food, enough water. As <laughs> long as you've got that, you've got existence. So every day we consume food. Jesus said, is life not more than food? <laughs> but when you break it down, we may do all kinds of activity. But Jesus said, listen, I came to give you life. Now, we were already existing. We were already living out here in this realm. But he came to give us life and he came to give us abundance of life that comes from him. Now, when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed and we behold the glory of God. We're not just here lost into, into this world. This is where things are hopeless because this world is too big and it's too bad and we're stressed out here. And we were never created, this body and, and mind, it were never created to deal with stress. It was never supposed to be. That's why we're so bad at it. I mean, it'll just affect this body so hard, so immediately, the mind. People are living in depression, oppression, suicidal thoughts, darkness of life. People, you would, I don't know if you're aware of it, maybe you are, but it's sad that so many people just, just trudge along day to day in a, in a darkness, trying to make the best of life. And some of them are, and, and many of us are so used to it that it's just, it's okay. <laughs> That's just what life is. And our soul, because it wasn't aware of God, wasn't aware of life because of the veil that was put there by our flesh from the beginning, did not know the ways of God. No man had seen God at any time. But the Son, who's in the Father, has, what did it say, has revealed him unveiled him. That's why receiving, believing in the one that he sent, believing in the son, receiving him, he says, when the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed and we behold the glory of the Lord. And it's like looking in a mirror. Now, the reason is because it's like looking in a mirror. Because what happens? Picture it this way. You've got God in his holy of holies. Deep in the recesses of man, there's this light. But Jesus said something about that light here in Matthew chapter 6. Look at Matthew 6 verse 22. He said the light of the body is the eye. Now the eye is ophthalmos, but it's, it's also, it's, it's figure, it, means to, it means the seeing or the, or, or, or the vision. The light of the body is the eye. Now, within the man, the soul of man is where the perception is. That's where, this is where we 
decide what we're going to do with the brain's information. The brain is not the soul. The brain is a piece of a piece of the body. If the body dies and turns to dust, the brain becomes dust, just like the arms and the legs and everything else, the heart and every, the lungs. It's, it's, it's flesh. It's meat. It's a piece of the body. The brain is not the soul. The soul is invisible. <laughs> the soul makes its own choices according to the information and the interpretation of the brain. The soul does the best that it can in this survival mode of, of, of life. But he says, but the light of the body is the eye. It's the inner man. And if therefore your eye is single, you ever notice that word? I, that, I, always, I always thought, why did he say that? And that, that, that King James word single. And I look it up. Surely it means something else. And no, it means single, but it means single in this way. You look it up and it's, and it's a word that means, it means made single. It means single as, as folded together is what it'll say. It means folded together or braided together or entwined. So look, we have this inner man. We have a soul. But there's a light of God that's closed off, if you will. So God is separate. This is why everybody feels God is far away. There's a separation there, a veil, right? So there's not a singularity here. But if the eye is folded together or entwined... If the veil is removed and the two become one, which is what the Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, not two. So now your vision, now your ability to see is not just a soul that's in tune with the flesh. But you have the wealth of the spirit, which has all wisdom and all understanding and all peace and all love and all joy that comes and starts flooding this soul. And naturally, simply by the unveiling, this is what I want you to know, simply by what Jesus did and by how and, and, and by you believing in that, your heart turned to him. It turned to the Lord and the veil did get removed. And and all that was in the holy of holies came into your soul. It made you a new creation. You are not this soul at the mercy of the information of the sensual world. Now you are complete in him because all the abundance of him who is everything, all his goodness, all his glory, all his love, all his wealth of of knowledge, information, your counsel you need, it's all here now. We're not without any of it because the veil has been removed. And he says, and if your eye is single, If this has happened to you, the whole being is full of light. But if the eye is not that King John uses that word, that word, that that, that word evil, it's a different word. Look it up. There are three words that could be used for that word evil. There are some that mean despicable and 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 uh, abominable and all that. This one is not that this one means. uh, In fact, let me look it up here. It means harmful. It means grievous calamitous if the eye is an eye that is that that is seeing grief and calamity and problems and trouble which is what you're going to have in this world jesus said in this world there is tribulation so you notice that when you're carnal when you feel that, that people are so alone people are so desperate at time because everything's upon them It's them, their brain, and working with all this out here. 
And he says, and so if your eye is not together here, then it's grievous, it's hurtful, it's calamitous. And what happens? Then you have bad thoughts that overwhelm you. Then you're at the mercy of situations. How are you doing? Well, under the circumstances. Then there are problems that you can't overcome, so you blame. We see that in the Garden of Eden. First thing they did, started blaming each other, right? Now we have excuses and reasons, and there's too many reasons that we can't have joy, we can't overcome, and we can't have... We can't be, be, be well, and we can't, because we don't see the source of everything that, that we have. Now, I said all that to say this. I want you to get a picture of fullness here, that something happened to you as a new creation. And I want to show you how easy and how free-flowing this is and how it doesn't really need you to work. God has made this so good. Not only did he, did he do the covenant with himself so we can't even break it. <laughs> Took care of the initiating thing. But he fulfilled everything else in himself. And, and simply by their unveiling that's in Jesus, he comes into the soul. He starts feeding the soul. We're not going in there. We're not going into the holy of holies trying to, trying to get God and trying to find God. That veil got removed and whatever was in there, it came into your, into your soul area. Now you've got this wealth of abundance. Now you've got a wealth of love and joy. Now, what does the Bible say? You know, first of all, Philemon's verse 6 says that our faith becomes effective by acknowledging every, every good thing that's in you. First of all, acknowledging, I don't have a veil. <laughs> Me and God are one because the flood came out of there and, what, and, 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 and so it changed everything about this. This is why when the heart turns to the Lord and when you become a new creation, you start thinking new kinds of thoughts. You start believing things that you didn't believe before. You started having power over things that you didn't have power over before. You started seeing things that were inconceivable when all you had was your carnal mind to, to, to interpret this thing with. Now you've got the eternal mind. No wonder the Bible says we have the mind of Christ because all of this became one with this. Are y'all are seeing this? So I'm not Rick now trying to make contact here. I'm not Rick still trying to find my way. I'm not Rick trying to please or appease. I'm not Rick trying to do anything with God. God is doing everything with me. My Bible says it's God working in me. He's causing me to even will his good pleasure. Because I had no will for his good pleasure at one time. Couldn't make myself will. Didn't even know what his good pleasure was. But he's feeding this into us, isn't he? We're seeing his ways and all that. And it's natural because the veil's been removed and he's doing all the work. God's working. It doesn't say we're working. We're working on God. We're working to try to get God. We're working to try to understand God. God's working in us, causing us to know, causing us to understand, causing us to will. This thing is easy. Enjoy the growth. And you say, but, but, but I, I don't, I, there's so little I, I understand now. I, I know he's doing it, but I want, you know, how do I ever understand all of them? Well, good luck with that. How are any of us going to understand all of them? He's too big. He's too eternal. We get to do this forever. 
We get to keep knowing more and more. That means it just gets better and better because the more, the more that this is, is, has, has, has flooded your soul, the more of His abundance and information, His counsel, His everything He is, He is the best friend. This is someone you can just enjoy because He was freely given to us. In fact, one of the things that He's doing, the Bible says, is that He was given to us freely so we can know all the things that have been freely given to us. And you start to change. This, 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 this boy who, was, who had a soul that was alone with his brain and had taken in lots of damaging information and had interpreted the information as a world and a life that was ugly and pretty much hopeless. So as a very young man, I'm sleeping under bridges living for nothing but, 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 but whatever high I can get that day, totally wanting to check out of life but being too scared to kill myself, so I checked out socially and mentally, and I stayed in a fog of, 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 of drugs and, and alcohol. and, and just I, We were talking about this just, just yesterday, I think. It's just, can you imagine that I once lived, I would wake up every day and just live to be as high as I could that day? Because my interpretation of this was that this was too much. I don't like it. I don't want to deal with it. I was a soul that God loved, but I was totally alone. My soul, my eye, my vision, my view was calamitous. It was hurtful. My view continued to hurt me. How great was that darkness. And the whole time there was Jesus. I was a lost soul without him. Make no mistake about that. My soul was alone with that veil. But I heard the good news. I believed it. And this lost boy did exactly what this said. Turned to the Lord and the veil was removed. And something happened to the lost soul. I was found. The soul that couldn't find love from the places that it wanted it most. Love overflowed him. The peace that I couldn't get. And I didn't, I was just a stupid kid. Maybe you try to get it other ways. All I knew, the only peace I could get was to stay in a fog. And it wasn't even a real peace, but it was the closest thing I could come up with in my stupidity. Peace, like a river, started happening to me. It just kept coming year by year and year by year. It just kept coming. Something bigger than me, something greater than me was changing me. When the veil's removed and the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is removed and we behold the glory of God. And it's like looking in a mirror. We see ourselves now. Identity starts to come to, come to light. And we see ourselves and we're transformed. We're transformed from glory to glory by the Spirit. We're not transforming ourselves. We're not trying to get this. This got us. Please understand that. This is the simplicity of the gospel. And what has made it hard for so many people, even as Christians, is they're trying to get that. 
Instead of enjoying that somebody apprehended you. These blessings will come on you. These blessings will overtake you. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. It happened with Jesus. All the promises that were bottled up in there. Built up for thousands of years. Every promise that God ever made was fulfilled. Filled with Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? Know the love of God. Know the love of God so you can be filled with all the fullness of God. Something has happened to your soul. Something is happening to your soul. Somebody's helping you. Somebody's teaching you. Somebody's convincing you. Somebody's giving you hope. Somebody has, is, giving you, is, is giving you a convincing of righteousness and peace and joy in the what? In the Holy Ghost. What's the mystery? Why was it a hope of glory? Because it was only a hope. It was only a prophecy. It was only a type. It was only a shadow. It was not an experience. But it was revealed in Christ, unveiled in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory came. That's what happened. That's when you got born again. Now the Spirit always goes to God. And you're one with Him and you shall be with Him forever. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But the children, the sons, abide forever. Man, di- man died the day he ate of that fruit. Came all alone. He says, let's read it. Matthew 6, he says, look at verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What are we seeing this morning? Are we seeing a riches of glory? Are we seeing a treasure? My treasure's there. It's not out there. My treasure is not in trying to make that thing make me happy. (laughs) I got joy. This is my treasure. This stuff out here still tries to slap me once in a while. But here's my treasure. Ah, I've got a a never-ending treasure. When this thing thing tries to steal my joy, when this life out here, when my brain's getting getting shocked by something that that went bad and went wrong, like, oh, no, this is the last thing I need right now. I got a treasure. Oh, I got joy. Oh, I've got peace. Are y'all hearing me? He says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. This heart that did not know this treasure before, the only treasure it had was out here. But now I found another treasure. It was revealed to me. I found the buried treasure, if you will. And it's all mine. And I had to do nothing except enjoy the riches of it. See, this is me playing with all the coins and the, and the gold and the doubloons and all that stuff. <laughs> Treasure. Verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, be folded together, entwined. Your whole body shall be full of light. Doesn't it affect everything? It starts affecting the brain, which is part of the body. <laughs> the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It starts quickening this mortal body. My goodness, you start feeling like you're getting younger instead of older. You seem like you feel like you're like like you're immune to diseases. You start, I mean, the dead can even be brought back to life. I mean, the riches of this glory. He says, the whole body's full of light. But if your eye be 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 evil, then the whole body, the whole the whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that? Dark? Now I, I want to read it. He says, look at verse 24. 
Verse 23 again. If the eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you, if it be dark, how great is that dark? Verse 24. No one can serve two masters. So here's the soul. It used to have this. (laughs) That's all that it could be led by. This was the boss. This was the source of its existence and its information. Where's your treasure? No one can serve two masters because you're going to hate one and love the other or else you'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon, which is the riches of this world. What happened? I fell in love with this one. And this one became, this is what Paul meant when he says, here, here, here's Paul. He was also a lost soul. As devout and as serious about God as he was, he was still lost. Did not know this. Not until Christ was revealed in him. And, he said, and, 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 and in all of that, his master was still about this natural world. But when Christ was revealed to him, he found a new. And he said, you know what? Now I have been crucified to this world and this world has been crucified to me. This is where I live. In him we live and move and have our very being. In him is light and that light is the light of men. In him is love. In him is life. Do you realize you're waking up every day when you see this? I want you to know something. You're waking up with all of this. Oh, come on. You don't have to enter in. It entered you. Come on. How did we get all that stuff? (laughs) Verse 25. Therefore, that's why I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you're going to drink or about your body, what you're going to put on. Isn't life more than food and the body's more than clothing? Verse 31, therefore don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Because after all these things, the Gentiles seek after the heathen, or those who don't know God, who don't know this, they're all about this. This is their direction. So they worry, right? Worry is a big, big thing in people's lives. Christians worry because they don't understand the simplicity of what we're talking about. They're still distracted by thinking that that's what it's all about. Now, the cool thing is we live in this. God created us to live in this. And that's why he says, for after these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly heavenly father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where is that? What did Jesus say? The kingdom of God is where? In you. I'm all in the kingdom and the kingdom is all in me. What you talking about? <laughs> kingdom age, later dispensation. What you talking about? <laughs> he says, but seek first. Now he's telling people, seek first. Put your, put your eye on, put your attention on the kingdom of God and his what? Where is the righteousness? Righteousness, peace, and joy is the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy in, that's in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And I'm in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is in me. Because that veil's gone, tell me where, the, where we separated at. Tell me where the end of me and the beginning of him is. There ain't no, we are one. I am a new creation. Christ in me. <laughs> now I can be Christ to a world. Now I'm not just 
making a stand for some Christ that's up there somewhere that wants me to do something politically. (laughs) I can be Christ to a world. Are y'all hearing me? This takes away so much of the religious idea. This gets you into the heaven on earth. This gets you into the, the joy of living every day. Why can you be Christ to her? Because you got the love. And I don't feel like I do. Turn and look. <laughs> Just look. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct you. What are you acknowledging? He's with me. He's in me. I got him. I got who he is. I got what he's got. I've got his nature, his ability. I've got his love. I got it. I got it all. And all your and you're not playing mind games with this. You're acknowledging something that is true. And whether you whether you've been deceived by the outer world or not, this is what's really true. Because all that stuff changes all the time anyway. This never changes throughout all of eternity. This will be a truth for you. So you might as well enjoy it now. Don't wait till after you die to enjoy it. Enjoy it today. (laughs) Jesus said in that world, there's tribulation. There's still trouble out there. He didn't fix all that out there. He fixed all this in here. He said, but you can still be of good cheer and celebrate because I have now overcome all of that by becoming and being one with you. Are y'all hearing me? And all these things shall be added unto you.